to all my listeners out there. It's that time of year. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, and what better time to re-air one of our favorite ladies, Ida Morris. It's all about family, cooking, and, well, take a listen. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her. Hi, I'm Ida Morris. Uh, I'm a mom. I live in Stanford, Connecticut. I'm a writer, a marketer, um, and a person who loves to cook, always been loving to cook. And welcome to Sylvia and me. Ida, thank you so much for being here today. And um, you're a mom, as you said, you have two daughters. You have Correct. Riley, who is mm -hmm. a freshman at uh, BU, and right. Juliet, who I believe is a sophomore in uh, right. high school in Stanford. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just a little bit of uh, background. All of a sudden, schools are closed. At first, they were closed mm -hmm. just for a short period of time, and then, boom, they're closed for the rest of the year. Um, how is it all to, because I know you work, uh, to mm -hmm. all of a sudden have both yeah. of your daughters home? Well, I have a, as you said, I have a full-time job. So... Uh, when this whole thing started, my daughter from BU was actually home for spring break. So it worked out pretty conveniently for us because she was already home and we didn't have to, we didn't really feel rushed or anything to run up to Boston to get her or anything like that. So that part worked out well for us. But um, immediately I'm kind of delving into how, what are we going to eat? How are we going to, and I'm growing up Italian. I always, the first thing in my mind is something is bad. I need to cook. Something is good. I need to cook. It just makes everything better to have everyone in the kitchen and cooking and eating and being together. So it was important for me to make sure that um, with the whatever shortages we were having in the supermarket, um, that I was still able to plan meals around um, for my family around the whole week. And I'm lucky because my daughter, both my daughters love to cook, but especially my older daughter, Riley, is a great cook and a great baker. And that was another challenge because when you cook a lot, you obviously use a lot. So it was really hard to keep, it's still kind of hard to keep our pantry stocked. So we've been trying to do um, a lot of different creative ways to empty out what's in our pantry. And that was one of the things that we're kind of, um, is new to us that we obviously have to, it's like a cooking challenge where we see what's in our pantry and we have to kind of make, make do with what we have. If, if an ingredient or a recipe that we're reading it has something in it that we don't have in our pantry. I need to either substitute it, do a Google search to find, we don't have half and half. What can I use? Can I use yogurt? Can I use extra milk? Um, so that was just one thing that we had to work on is trying to um, make do with what we had and kind of our hashtag quarantine pantry. It's okay. It's not so, easy, but we're making it work. So on that note, you are not a planner. Mm -hmm. I know that. We talked about that. Now all, now all of a sudden you have your children home mm -hmm for three meals a day. Um, I know that mm -hmm. uh, you have the Morris Family Kitchen and you're doing COVID-19 challenges. But to go back That's to the fact correct. that you're not a planner, how did you all of a sudden, um, do, you, I, do you get together and plan the menus or do you have one person plan or, you know, how does this work? Well, we did the COVID cooking challenge, which was kind of a way to get my whole, 
my whole family involved. We all do love to cook. So it was a really, um, it was a really easy um, challenge for us to do. And we all kind of really jumped into it with both feet. And for that COVID cooking challenge, we, um, we wanted to have everyone in our family make a meal for one day and then we would each judge it. So my daughter Riley went first and she set the bar very high. By, <laughs> we have a griddle at home and she made a full on hibachi meal. Like I'm talking, she chopped up all the little vegetables. She flipped um, zucchini into our mouths. It was fantastic. It was a really, uh, really hard one to follow, but that was something that we did plan for because uh, we kind of wanted to make something really special for the challenge. So it was something that we really needed to plan. So um, it was really important to make sure that everyone knew what they were gonna do even in a week in advance so that we could minima minimize our trips to the supermarket and make sure that we were able to have every single thing we needed for these um, kind of sometimes uh, cooking things that we wouldn't normally do. For my challenge, I made a polenta bar and I made uh, my usual pasta and meat sauce, which I always make, I, but I bought a container of pesto and I made some barbecue chicken and I made polenta, which I have never really made before. So I wanted to make sure I had that. I had some old cornmeal in the, in the pantry and that was not going to work. So I had to make sure that I was able to find some polenta and I just poured that whole thing out onto my kitchen island and we made a really interesting polenta bar with all the different toppings on top. So that was something that we really had to make sure that because it's, it's pesto sauce and things like that and polenta are not things that I would normally have in my pantry. So it's really important for us in that case to make sure that we are planning ahead. So uh, you have, do you do three big meals a day or do you, uh, are you together we, for all three meals? We, we are definitely together for dinner every day, every night. And even before um, the quarantine happened, it was really important to me to always, well, not always, but as much as I can, because our kids are busy and we're busy, we both work, um, to have dinner together as many nights uh, as we possibly can, because that's how I grew up. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She had five kids. We had dinner together as a family every night. So it's important for me to have those traditions with your family. And I think it's a great way to stay together and a great way to bond. But especially over this quarantine when we're all together, um, it's nice to be able to spend, you know, have maybe have lunch together in addition to dinner. And we don't, we don't cook like a big elaborate dinner every night, but we do try to cook three or four times a night, times a week easily to have a, something that we can all share together in the kitchen. And my husband and I cook together a lot for dinner or he'll cook by himself or my daughter and I, daughters and I will cook together. So it's usually not just me in the kitchen cooking or my husband in the kitchen cooking, which is another part that um, we've really been able to benefit from being in quarantine. Because obviously if it was um, a regular time, my daughters would be at school, my daughter would be at drama lessons or whatever, she's not home. She comes home just in time for dinner. So it's been really nice to be able to have this time to actually spend more time in the kitchen and actually all cooking together. If I could get them to start cleaning up together, that would be good. <laughs> but cooking is a good start. Cooking is a good start. You know, uh, growing up, the family meals always brought people together. Um, mm -hmm. I know every Sunday uh, during the week, uh, you know, I'm also one of five. I grew up with uh, two, two brothers, two sisters, and then there was me. And cooking, you know, was central. Nowadays, with everything that, you know, the young people, especially teenagers, are doing, 
So it sounds like this has really not just um, fun, but it's kind of a central point, you know, for your family. So we've been at this for a couple of months now. Well, yeah, about a month and a half, I lose track. Are, can you sustain this um, three to four times a week? How do you feel like you can sustain doing this and make it, uh, make it not a chore, but you know, a, a challenge, a fun um, thing? That's a great question. It's not easy. Because we, one of the things that, um, that you just made me think of, we're big on roasted vegetables. It's super easy. You chop up whatever kind of veggies you have in the fridge, uh, Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes and regular potatoes and cauliflower and broccoli, throw it in the fridge, uh, throw it in the oven with some you know, oil and garlic and salt and pepper. And it's super easy, it's super healthy. But you know, there's only so many times my kids want to eat that. And then I want to eat that. I mean, how delicious I love a roasted, uh, roasted sweet potato. So it's something that we have had to try to really, especially in our side dishes, we've been trying to branch out a lot more to see what other kind of options there are. Like you can't eat roasted veggies every single night, but um, thankfully we have the internet. There's any kind of information you could possibly ever want. And um, like you said, it's important to use what's in our house, try to minimize however many times we're going to the supermarket. So we have to, we happen to have a bunch of Brussels sprouts in the in the fridge the other day and my husband googled uh, like um options in like instead of roasted brussels yeah and he found a really great recipe for shaved brussels with um some um with bacon and onion and a little bit of garlic it was fantastic we've already had it twice so i anticipate my kids getting sick of that one soon too but it's uh it's just important to just try to keep go keep um, trying to investigate as many different um, recipes as you want. And God knows with all the different websites around and all the different um, food influencers that are on Facebook and Instagram, there's not a day goes by that I don't flip through my Instagram page and see someone made uh, uh, something great that I think looks fantastic. And I'll save the recipe, I'll print it out, and I'll have that in my repertoire for the next day. And I'll, I'll be thinking like, a couple weeks ago, I made a really beautiful um, squash and potato soup that I saw online. And it was one of the things that as soon as I saw it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, how can I make that soup? <laughs> so, and I just happened to have a bunch of squash in my, in my kit, in my refrigerator that I needed to get rid of. So that worked out perfectly, but it's just a matter of getting online, following as many food people as you possibly can. And it's really a great place for inspiration. Definitely. And as you mentioned before, using things in your pantry. So if a recipe mm -hmm. calls for something, you try to figure out, well, wait a minute, I'm missing that. Um, what can mm -hmm. I use instead of? So it's kind of inventing some of your own recipes, which are you keeping track of what you're doing? Um, I am. And it's funny because I had in my pantry a box of um, big shells, you know, to make stuffed Italian shells, mm -hmm. okay. which I happen to love. So we went to the supermarket in one of our trips and I got the mozzarella and the cot and we were going to make stuffed shells. So my daughters were both like, mm, you know what, I don't really love a stuffed shell. <laughs> I was like, oh no, now I have this whole plan around these stuffed shells. What else am I going to do? Literally within seconds, my daughter Riley, who I'm sure Googled, <laughs> what else can we put in stuffed shells? She calls from her bedroom, how about tacos? I'm like, perfect. So I, that was something I really didn't even need to 
find the recipe for it. Just made, you know, ground up ground and cooked some uh, ground turkey, made turkey tacos out of that. Instead of putting it in a taco shell, I put it in the stuffed, I made the, in, I put it into the stuffed pasta shell with a little um, cheese on top, threw it into the oven. It was fantastic. So there's a whole lot of other things that you can put into pasta shells besides um, ricotta and mozzarella. So it's important to keep your mind open. So that was a really, really good thing that even after this um, passes, that's something that I'm definitely going to keep in my repertoire because it was a really big hit. And who knew? So your daughters, um, this is keeping them busy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And are they, are they coming up with, what, what has Juliet come up with? Well, for her COVID cooking challenge, Juliet made a, a, she made two different things. The first thing was a breakfast burrito, which she made like a scrambled egg on the bottom of the frying pan. And then she put a tortilla on top of it. And then she flipped it so that now the tortilla is on the bottom and the egg is on top. And she sprinkled some cheese on top, took, slid it out and rolled it up. And it was like crunchy and interesting and beautiful. And so that was her breakfast. And then for her dinner, she made ramen, which was also fantastic and also a really great idea because it's something that if we don't have um, any kind of like shoots or something other kind of scallion or whatever you want to put in ramen, it's a really easy thing that you can just customize it yourself and make whatever we have in the kitchen can be used in the ramen. It wasn't something that was a good idea for her because it wasn't something that was um, super specific um, recipe that it had to be these exact ingredients. It was something that she could certainly customize and make her own out of what, not only what we liked, because if we don't like snow peas and she can put other something else, put carrots in it. So that was a really good idea. And she also made for her dinner, um, hot dogs and she cut them in half and then cut little slits in them and yeah. deep fried them. So they look like little octopuses. It's the cutest thing I ever saw in my life. I'm like, where, where did you get that idea? But again, the internet, it's what they know. It's they immediately where they go and it's, it works out great. What about your husband? But she did What's, well. What, what has been, is uh, tell me. What were you going to say? He, my husband's a good cook. He likes to cook. We like to be in the kitchen. His parents, like my parents, they always cooked a lot. So uh, I'm lucky to have someone who is a very good cook and he, we're both very good cooks, but he's a little bit better than me at the timing. I find that a lot of times when I'm cooking, the pasta would be done before something else is done. And <laughs> that's one of the hardest parts of cooking is to get everything done all at once. So I'm lucky that uh, my husband is good at cooking, but we, we all like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And more times than not, I find my, my daughter Riley saying, can you chop up this onion? Can you do this? Can you? So I like end up being the sous chef for my daughter and my husband, which is fine. I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to spend time with them in the kitchen as much as I can. So it's good. So are you still continuing the COVID challenge? We ended the COVID cooking challenge, which I won. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, so we're not really doing that challenge anymore, but we do try to eat at home with, you know, we try to eat together as a family as much as we possibly can. Like I said, especially for dinner. And we're lucky to be around for lunch. We just all kind of had, you know, three out of the four of us had lunch together, just hanging around in the kitchen. So it's a really nice, um, you know, the kitchen is obviously the heart of most people's home and it's certainly true for our home and we're all spending a lot of time in the kitchen together. It's really one of the positive things that's coming out of all of this. Okay, um, do you do any baking? 
I do. I just made blueberry muffins for the first time last week. Uh, first time a couple days ago, they came out pretty good. But the real baker in my family is my daughter, Riley. She's, uh, it help, uh, she likes to bake. It makes her happy and it relaxes her. And she just uh, is a great baker. And she makes a lot of things that are quite delicious. So in addition to eating a lot, um, the Morris family is trying to exercise a lot and stay, at, <laughs> stay as active as we possibly can because now um, we have a lot of people in the house who like to make a lot of things. And speaking of my husband, he used to, his family used to own a, an ice cream store in Manhattan. So he has re recently discovered our ice cream maker at Ooh. the house, which is another thing that I don't need. So, but he makes fantastic ice cream and uh, it's just something that he's like, oh, like it's something that he discovered. Like he knew he had the ice cream maker, but it's just something that he, I guess maybe he didn't realize how easy it was to make it in just like a Cuisinart ice cream maker on the, on the kitchen island. So that's another thing that he's branching out into making, but there certainly are a lot of sweets around my house at all times. And of course my daughters would never make frosting, use frosting from a can. They want to make their own frosting. My daughter Riley, uh, if she makes a s'mores cookie or something like that, she'll make marshmallows from scratch. It's like, you know, they're good. They're very good cooks, very good bakers. It, it's um, an important life skill to have. I know a lot of people who are my age who 90% of their meals come from Trader Joe's, which is great. And, um, you know, there's a lot of um, really great stuff around there that you don't have to cook yourself or anything like that. But I do feel like being in the kitchen as a family, it's a really uh, important part because you mentioned Sundays and that was a big memory for me every day, every year, I'm sorry, every week growing up, uh, my dad's from Italy, my dad's family's from Italy. So every week, uh, Sunday morning, I woke up to the smell of my dad making pasta sauce in the kitchen. And I knew that uh, every Sunday and Wednesday when we had pasta growing up, uh, it was just such a nice memory to wake up to that delicious smell of pasta sauce on Sunday. And I knew that there would be fresh rolls and donuts downstairs in the kitchen when I woke up and standing around the kitchen and dipping those rolls into that, you know, those sauce. fresh warm rolls into that sauce is just like a great memory. And that's one thing that I really love about Sunday mornings. I love to carry on that tradition of making sure that my house smells like that pasta sauce every Sunday morning with my meatballs and my daughters come down and they want to stick their pasta, their um, rolls into the sauce to taste it. And it's a really great tradition and I'm happy that I've been able to continue. And my daughter Riley has a, she just signed a lease for a, an apartment in Boston next year. So she'll have her own kitchen. So she's collecting a bunch of recipes that she wants to be able to make for her roommates up in Boston. And she's not only collecting our favorite recipes that she loves from here, but she also reached out to her roommates and asked them what's their favorite recipes. So she's gonna compile it in a little book so that she's gonna be able to make not only the recipes that she loves for her friends, but also make the recipes that uh, remind them of their homes when they're you know away from home. She's gonna be able to maybe make your, her grandmother's favorite pie or another person's mom's best meatloaf or something like that. So it's nice that she has found that connection to cooking too and how it helps you um, stay connected with people. So you're a family that has always loved to cook even before this, mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. sounds like this um, pandemic and being quarantined um, has really even brought more of the talent out, more of the challenges. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, because you know, the, the big thing is, is that the two most popular things that are keeping people um, uh, busy are puzzles mm -hmm. and cooking. Mm 
well, they say baking, but I think right. cooking. So what advice could you give people who are listening, um, who maybe are, are struggling, uh, you know, it's, they're working full time, mm -hmm. there's three meals a day, um, to kind of make it a little bit more, uh, not, not a chore as mm -hmm. much as, you know, a lot of people think of it. What, what I, advice would you give? I think it's important not to take it too seriously, not to put too much pressure on yourself, not to put too much pressure on your family. If you can only cook one meal a day, one meal a week, that's fine. If, you're, if it's easier for you to order out a couple times a week or to get frozen things from Trader Joe's and supplement what you're making fresh from home, uh, I think that people should uh, do what makes them comfortable and do what's uh, best for their families because you can't compete with people who maybe aren't working or people who have health at home. Or it, it's just important to make sure that you do what's best for you and not have to compete with too many people online because you can see um, if you scroll through someone's Instagram, you can see um, the little snapshot that they want to give you of their life, but it's not really a whole complete picture of what their life is like. It's not showing you the disaster of a kitchen that takes two days to clean up when they're done cooking. And it's not showing how you're fighting with someone who, because they put the dishes away before and you, it's not your turn to put the dishes away at this time. <laughs> so it's just, I feel like it's important just to do what you can and not put too much pressure on yourself because whatever you're doing, whatever you're, however way you're making it through this with your family and yourself insane and intact is the right way to do it. That's my opinion. Well, Ida, um, that is great advice. I totally agree with you. In the meantime, I do love seeing your, your um, cooking uh, pictures and posts because I live vicariously through some of that absolutely fantastic <laughs> so stuff. And, and, um, you know, as you said, you hope to continue some of this, mm -hmm. you know, after the quarantine, because we have summer coming up and we're mm -hmm. all going to really be together. Not, you know, maybe not as close as we are and, you know, but mm -hmm. we're not going to have that, you know, luxury of just going and going and, uh, keeping some of the exactly. traditions, the new traditions that you just started. So exactly. Ida, um, I thank you so much. Um, you're, you're an inspiration, you and your oh, family. So. You're so nice to you. Because, thank you so much. Because you're doing stuff together. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter exactly. what it is, you're together. And I'm sure that with having two teenagers, it's not that easy, but you're, you're, you're making a go and having We're fun at it. Work. Absolutely. So thank you very much. This has been wonderful. Great, it's been and, a pleasure. Thank uh, you so much, keep, keep posting those. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll send you all the recipes you want. Just let me know. Okay. Ida, again, really thank you. Yes, we're on hiatus. It is the holiday season. We're actually on a creative hiatus. In the meantime, as so many of you have asked, we are playing some of your most requested and sought after extraordinary women. Enjoy. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform and of course, our website, sylviaandme.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to keep up with the latest episodes. Review, rate, and take us with you wherever you are. I want to hear from you. 
If you know of an extraordinary, inspiring woman, please contact me at sylvia at lifeofprey.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay safe. This has been a Life of Prey production.